Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Ann Ortley's Weekly Weather. My name is Ann Ortley. I'm an astrologer here in New York City, and I'm broadcasting tonight from the bright red desk on the Upper East Side of Manhattan. It was a beautiful day today, and I had a number of really fun readings with new clients, and uh, we're getting ready to have this wonderful week ahead, uh, and we are out of eclipse season. Yay, yay, yay. Moving out, moving forward, leaving it behind. Uh, and we are heading forward in ordinary times. <laughs> um, so our week ahead is it is a very short two-page week. There's only three lines on the second page. It's still a two-pager, but it's not a long two-page week. So when we have that, we go, oh, okay, this should be fun. Um, and this week, we get out of the Pisces, water, water everywhere. Uh, of course, last week, uh, there was a lot of water. There was a lot of Neptune Neptune was in uh, Jupiter, or Sun was in Pisces, joining Neptune today, very emotional day. With, and, of course, the Oscars are tonight, so it'll be interesting to see what happens with them. Um, should be very sensitive and deeply feeling and very emotional because a number of planets are in Pisces, and they're hanging out by declination, talking to each other. And what declination means on the face of the Earth, they're like all clumped together in a little pile at the same point. And then they're also joined by conjunction by zodiac degree. And sometimes, you know, you can look up in the sky and you see, oh, the sun and the moon are joined, but they're actually, or the moon and the planet are joined, but they're not actually next to each other. Right now, they're all next to each other. So that makes this very emotional, very sensitive, very feeling kind of day. And because there's so many planets in Pisces, hanging out, working with Chiron, working Mercury, working Venus. There's just this deep feeling, sensitivity, energy. Um, and so we, as we work with this energy, you know, a lot of people are having emotional reactions. We have, of course, Pisces Rules Films, so tonight we have the Oscars. Um, and we're working with energy that's shifting and changing. And this week, two planets change signs and go into Aries, where they become much more focused, much more driven, much more directed uh, out of the Pisces fog. So there's a lot of energy around feeling right now. And, of course, Pisces is the dream. It's the dream. It's the time in the growing season when we're supposed to think about what we want the next year's crops to look like, when there isn't a lot to work on the farm. There's no, can't really plant yet. We're not out of the frost season, but we're dreaming. We're coming up with our new vision. So it's a great time for music and singing. And so I, earlier today I was doing a lesson with one of my favorite students, Devin, and uh, I, I was into song lyrics, you know. I would just say, oh, and then, you know, because it's music, it's Pisces, it's singing, it's that. So if you found yourself humming songs or singing today or being a little bit more emotionally sensitive, that's all Pisces. And it does invite us to listen to listen and work with. And I remember being at a lecture. It was a really interesting lecture with this woman. And when she asked a question and when people would get stuck, she'd ask them for a song. What's a song? And they would say the song or they would sing the lyric. And, you know, invariably it was the emotion behind it. So all of you today and in the next couple of days, sing the lyrics of your life. Uh, sing the songs. Um, I was saying something to somebody, you know, this year, um, turning 64, and I broke out into the Beatles song, Will You Still Love Me? Will You Still Love Me? And, and watch for the song. Watch for the song in your life. For whatever reason, I had five people with birthdays this weekend. 
So I sang happy birthday five times if you come to me on your birthday (laughs) or within a day or two and say, hey, can I have my solar return? You get a song. Uh, So watch for the music. Watch for the lilt. Watch for the emotional intensity. And I will say with all those planets and emotions, I figured there would be some big emotional event. Uh, Maybe it's still going to happen. We'll see. That would make us all kind of go, wow, wow. So watch for the emotions this week. And then earlier in the week, um, Mercury and Venus are both going to change signs, and they're going to leave Pisces where they're hanging out, and they're going to go into Aries where they get much more sharp, pointed, and focused. Now, Mercury's not that thrilled being in Pisces because he's in water, and it's emo- you know it's song lyrics. Um, but Venus, when she goes, so he, he's happy to get out of the water and be sharp-tongued and focused. Venus going from her exaltation in Pisces into Aries this week also gives her a little bit of focus and a little kick and a little push. So she's kind of, you know, getting us ready to move forward. So there's a lot of energy with those two shifting. And then, of course, Jupiter is stopping. And whenever we have an outer planet station, or, you know, Jupiter's not outer, outer. He's kind of a transpersonal planet, meaning he's our class everybody in our same grade had the same jupiter he's in your chinese system he's whether you're a dog or a rabbit or a horse um because that's a 12-year cycle so this is he's stopping and he's pausing at the degree of 23 scorpio and that's happening on the 8th and then he's going to go backwards until august uh and so what he's done is he's been going forward since the the summer and when he hit uh, Scorpio, he entered um, into, we started all the Harvey Weinstein stuff and all the, uh, you know, the Me Too. So he stations on the 9th at 23 Scorp. And tonight at the, you know, at the Academy Awards, the you know, Jupiter is at his point of his station, his upcoming station. And of course, one of the things they were saying earlier today on the radio is Harvey's not going to be there tonight. Um, But certainly, you know, this is one of the first Academy Awards in years that he's not been there. So it'll be interesting to see, because he was a movie guy, uh, what comes of this. But also with Jupiter stationing, as he stops at 23, he's now going to go backwards. And he's going to move backwards in time until he gets back uh, in in the summer. He's going to stop and turn direct um, at... Uh, where's my thing? He's going to stop and turn direct on July. There he is on July 11th at 13 of Scorpio, right? So he's been zooming forward. He entered Scorpio in October, and he's been zipping along all year. And now he's going to pause. And when he gets to thir- when he when he stops, he goes backwards, and it's kind of like a forward motion energy pausing and in the five days around when Jupiter stations we have this kind of swirling energy where whenever an outer planet stations or one of the big guys swirl, 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 swirl and as he pauses and goes backwards he takes us back on a journey and he asks us to review everything and we're going to go back to December uh, when Jupiter was in last was at 13 Scorpio um, last year, and we're going to look at what was going on uh, in terms of our life and our purpose and our point and why we're here. And, of course, he stationed 
last year at 13 also uh, in June. That was in 13 of Libra. So we're going to kind of have an echo of that point of June. And then we're going to look and see what he did when he entered Scorpio, which was in October. We started all the Me Too stuff. And when he hit the degree of his station, uh, he's going to go back to December 11th or 12th of last year. And so the story from December is back up again. And we'll, I mean, we're going to go back to that time. So everything that happened since mid-December is up for review. Now, when people go, oh, that up for review, eh, you know, the planets, they like to help us. We humans are not good at change. So they say, well, okay, okay, we're going to get all this stuff ready to go, and then I'm going to stop, and then I'm going to go backwards. And then you get to review if you like what you did. And if you like what you did, great. Leave it the way it is. If you don't like what you did, change it up. This is the time to change it up. And we'll go forward again next July. And it's not that long, but what happens is when the planets are opposite the sun, now the sun's in Pisces, and the retrograde phenomena happens when planets are in the same sign, the same element. So right now, Jupiter's in Scorpio, sun's in Pisces, right? Water, water. So now Jupiter stops and goes backwards until we get to water, water, cancer time in July when the sun then, okay, you can go direct now. Now, we know they don't actually go backwards, but they give us a psychological vision of how we go backwards. And also, if you have a little R in your chart after your Jupiter, some people do, this is when your Jupiter gets really busy because you were born with a Jupiter retrograde. If you don't have an R in your chart, this is when your chart goes, okay, time to go backwards. So it's kind of like half the culture's Half the society is going backwards at any given time, and half is going forwards. So it's always fun to watch, which you are, and kind of see what surfaces, what changes, what shifts as Jupiter stops this week. Now, when it's uh, Jupiter, he's usually a good guy, right? But he amplifies things because he's a big guy. He likes to make everything a little bigger and a little more dramatic and a little more exciting, right? So we're gonna, it'll be interesting to see what happens as he stops at 23 uh, and goes backwards. So kind of pay attention to the news, watch what's going on, because this is a story that we'll eventually get back to next fall, but that we're working on now as the Jupiter stops and, and pivots for us on the 8th. And it's going to station at 1146, so he's at the degree of the station, basically four or five degrees, four or five days. So he's there already. We're already feeling him. And we're feeling also that Sun-Neptune and the Mercury-Venus conjunction with Chiron in Neptune and all these planets at the same declination. So this also makes this week a little bit watery. Now, right before Jupiter goes backwards, both Venus and Mercury change signs on Tuesday and go into Aries. So they're going to kick up the energy and try and get a last little zip in before <laughs> before Jupiter goes retrograde. But it is it is an interesting time. And then next month, Saturn's going to go retrograde because we're going to be in Capricorn. Saturn's in Capricorn and we're going to be in Taurus time. And so it's going to go retrograde then. And then in May, Uranus is going to go into an Earth sign for the first time in 84 years. So we're entering the period now. It's a little bumpy, not bad, but this is the part where we've been going full steam ahead since last fall, and now that everything kind of starts to slow down. Um, since Saturn went direct, really, in August. So Saturn's direct another month, 
but Jupiter now, because he went direct in June of last year, now he's gonna he's gonna pause, stop, go backwards. So watch what happens. Watch for the place in your chart that has 23 Scorpio. Look and see if you have any other planets, 22, 23, 24, because they're all going to feel Jupiter pause. The big guy stops, kind of like a giant tractor-trailer truck in your chart, <laughs> pausing, carrying good food, though. He's got good stuff in him. So it's not a bad thing, but it's definitely a shift. So let's look at their moons this week. Uh, the moon is right now in, in Libra, and it's going to go void tonight at 1.19 in the morning um, with an opposition to Uranus. So this is kind of an explosive, exciting, forward motion kind of energy, uh, kicking up the energy with an opposition and a separation. Then the moon's going to be void all night, and then it goes into Scorpio at 8.23 in the morning. And it's in Scorpio the 5th and the 6th, and it, it goes void at, on the 7th at uh, 3.55 a.m. with a union moon in Scorpio joining Jupiter in Scorpio. Then the moon is void all day Wednesday the 7th from 3.55 in the morning until 5.03 p.m. We're going to have a lot of long void moons. We had the long void moon from 1.19 in the morning until 8.30 in the morning, which doesn't affect most of us in the States, but definitely affects Europe um, and Australia. But for the um, the 7th, we're all going to be fill that one because it's void all day until 5.03 p.m. Eastern time, these times are. And then the moon goes into Sagittarius on the 7th, Wednesday, and it's in Sag Wednesday night, Thursday, and Friday until 9.27 p.m., when it goes void in, with a trine to Uranus. So that's kind of a positive closing energy. And then it goes uh, void Friday night, all day, in all night long. And then at 4.52 in the morning, it enters Capricorn. And it goes, it's in Capricorn Saturday, Sunday, Monday until 11.36, when it goes void with a square to Uranus. Next week, of course, is daylight savings time. Spring forward, the clocks go forward, we lose an hour of sleep. But we also have um, Capricorn Moon, which is good, solid energy for learning things and doing things. And a uh, promotional plug here, Mark, Heather, and I are, Mark, Heather, Roan Wobbins, and Mark Woltz and me are offering a workshop next week on the 10th and the 11th on finding joy, talent, and various things in your chart. And it's going to include a lot of different techniques and a lot of working hands-on with charts in terms of how to work with stuff and combining different ways and different approaches uh, using secondary progressions and tertiary progressions, rulerships and how they're being affected, when certain planets take off, the releasing of the bounds, and a little draconic work. Draconic is your soul's chart. So it's an interesting week, and it's kind of a potpourri, astrological potpourri, so to speak, of different techniques and approaches. And I hope you'll join us. We're going to be down at TRS in here in New York City. Web registration's on my website. And also, if you Google Eventzilla, finding talent and success in your chart, it should pop up. Um, offered by the three of us, Excess Astrology. So hope you sign up. Uh, it's still a week. We still have room. And it is a Capricorn moon, so it will be very practical, very hands-on. And the closing aspect, of course, is a square to Uranus because you're going to leave with so many different things you don't know which ones you want to use. Um, 
So our job this week with the moon in Scorpio, which is deep, passionate, intense, and psychological, then in Sagittarius, which is expansive and out in the world, and then Capricorn, which is practical and reliable and concise, uh, the energy is very much about those. And, of course, with the trine, uh, the first couple days, Monday and Tuesday, that's very positive energy kind of pushes us, or the conjunction rather, that kind of is positive moon-Jupiter conjunction. And then the trine that happens with fire sign, with the moon in fire, trining Uranus in fire, Thursday, Friday, again very popular. Uh, Saturday and Sunday is a square, so it's not a bad day, it's just kind of a little bit separating. It causes a little bit of uh, separation anxiety perhaps. So the work the week is nice, fire, water, with a couple of nice long void moons. Now remember, void moons, we don't avoid things, we do things on them, we just don't start new things. We don't buy a new whole refrigerator full of food because we're going to eat out all week and we will have the food spoil. But we can certainly work on continuing projects, and of course you can really be very literal and go to bed because the moon isn't working and you shouldn't be either. All right, let's talk about the planets this week. So aside from the Jupiter station and Venus and Mercury entering into Aries, we have a couple of other things going on that are kind of fun that will help us uh, proceed with our lives. Um, We have the sun going from 13 Pisces to 20 Pisces. And, of course, today he met up with Neptune. There was this big Neptune thing. We have the Oscars tonight, Neptune Rules film. And I actually think there should be some big event. This, You know, we had the... The shooting last time. This isn't Mars. This is like emotional. So it'll be interesting to see what it is. Um, and then tomorrow on March 5th, uh, Mercury, the sun is in conjunct the nodes of fate. So there's an adjusting energy. And it's sun and Pisces in conjunct the north node in Leo. A lot of times that has an energy of inviting us to shift a focus or to shift the way we're doing something. So if you've got a situation in your life that you're looking to really change up, this is the time to do it, especially before Jupiter stations, because you're going to have a lot of energy um, to get ready for it. And and with Mercury and Venus both going into new signs, they initiate a new cycle that we're going to be working with, uh, you know, for, for the time they're in those new signs. And also they're initiating a new year cycle because they're both going into Aries. Uh, The sun is sextile to Pallas Athena, encouraging us to look at patterns. That's going to be on March 10th. And then the sun is also biquintile to the node of fate on the 10th of March, inviting us for important connections and to figure things out. We also have a contraparallel of the sun to Mercury, suggesting that even though both of them are in Pisces, um, at that point Mercury will be in Aries, they're kind of having a little bit of an argument, right? And normally we don't think of Sun and Mercury as being able to be in an opposition, but contrafarallels feel like oppositions. So that's going to be on March 10th. It's got an oppositional component to communication, especially with children and with people who work for you or who you work for. If you work for somebody, you're going to think your boss is an idiot that day. March 11th, uh, the Sun is sextile to Pluto, and it has a great deal of energy of collaboration and working together and growing things. This week, as I mentioned, Mercury goes into Aries. That's going to happen on March 6th at 2.34 in the morning. Uh, Mercury uh, is running from 27 Pisces to 8 Aries, 
and Mercury's entering Aries where he's going to have a retrograde at the end of the month. Uh, so he's going to be in Aries until mm, May. He gets out of Aries on May 13th. So <laughs> be ready for some sharp-tongued energy um, as he enters Aries, and he's in there for two months. But also Mercury gets a lot done when he's in Aries. He's not always nice, but he gets a lot done. So first he meets up with the sun, and then he meets up with Chiron. That happened today. And then he's going to have a hard aspect with the nodes of fate tomorrow on the 5th. And so he's being asked, to, is, when he's in the last degree of Pisces, he's, he's kind of in a, you know, kind of like a, really, is that what I really have to do? Remember, he's last degree of the zodiac. He's kind of tired. He's, you know, just in that space of exhaustion. Last degree, last degree, 360 degrees. So kind of watch, maybe go to bed a little early on the 5th, because he's kind of feeling a little, mm. then it's the 6th, the, the morning of the 6th, he goes into Aries. And then he gets busy because now he's in Aries and he's fast and he's quick and he's answering to Mars and Sag instead of Neptune or Jupiter when he's in Pisces, right? So he's got a whole different feel. So watch for the shift on the 6th as he goes into Aries. And then he has a contraparallel to Venus. So earlier in the week they were getting along. Now they're not. (laughs) Kind of like PMS of the planets. And yes, they get PMS just like we do. Um, and then Mercury is semi-square Pallas Athena on the 8th, so he's really arguing against or strategy. Uh, so whenever that one happens, that's, uh, you know, I've been watching the Internet for a while. That's We get a really big Twitter feed from the uh, number 45 out there, the, the Cheeto. So Cheeto's going to go a little crazy on the 8th, just so, you let, just so you know. And that's also when Jupiter stations. Um, and at the same time, besides being semi-square Eris, Mercury is, or semi-square Palestina, Mercury is contra-parallel Eris, and he's also parallel Chiron. So he's really just in, just in a snit. So the 8th is going to be kind of a crabby, cranky day uh, in many ways, and you just kind of want to go, okay, you know, I get it. You're just not in a good mood, huh? And sometimes that's, what we, that's where we are. So Mercury trines series on the 9th, which is a very creative energy. And then he has a square to Saturn, because he's going to be in Aries, squaring Saturn on the 11th. Uh, and then he's got a sesquiquadrate to Jupiter on the 11th. So squares and sesquiquadrates are he's a little stressed, and he's a little unhappy, and he doesn't really feel like he's being appreciated. And he enters his shadow on the 8th, Okay, so as of the 8th, we're going to watch for stuff that's about Mercury's retrograde, upcoming retrograde. So Mercury's the guy to watch this week, okay, because he's the busy one, and he's the one that's having a lot of changes. Venus does a similar path. She doesn't get as far as Mercury, but she does get to 5 of Aries. So she's going from 27 of Pisces to 5 of Aries. So she hits Chiron today. And she's contra-parallel Chiron, and then she's also parallel Eris, so she's a little cranky too. Uh, and then there's a whole energy with her aspecting the nodes of fate on the 6th, similar to the way Mercury did on the 5th. So now she's going, wow, I'm at the last degree of Pisces. Now she likes being in Pisces. It's her exaltation. It's happy, happy. The last thing, the last thing we know is love. It's the only thing we can take with us when we leave. It's the last degree of the zodiac. So she's happy. 
um, in the same way Mercury's not. <laughs> so you know, kind of that. You know how like sometimes you're in a you're in you're in a really good mood and somebody else isn't, and you really better just to go into the other room rather than stay in the room and annoy them or vice versa. So kind of watch for that. And then she, you know, goes into Aries on March sixth at six forty-five at night. So Mercury goes in there in the morning, two thirty-four in the morning, and she goes in at night. She doesn't really like being in Aries. She's in her in her detriment there. Makes her a little sharp-tongued, a little waspish, a little stinging, a little not really, you know, happy girl, but very focused, laser beam focused, knows what she wants, watch what she wants, what she wants, eh, maybe a little selfish on a bad day, but a warrior energy. She's very direct and focused and in, 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 incisive. So we got the two personal planets going from watery, crying, weepy, sad, rolling around into warrior mode, right? So just that change, I always find the change from Pisces to Aries a bit jolting. But it also is that feeling when you go out on the spring day and it's not winter anymore and it smells like spring and you can feel the uptick in your body of the energy pushing. So Venus is going to be in Aries. She goes into Aries on the 8th, and she does not go retrograde until the fall, so she gets out of Aries and goes into Taurus on the end, at the end of the month on March 30th. Okay? Because remember, Mercury is going retrograde. So she has a quintile to Pluto on the 9th, which is really positive creative energy, especially around triangles, and she mimics uh, and has a trine to series uh, with him. Uh, so it's very creative energy on the 10th, and then a semi-square with Athena, and then she's going to mimic, you know, what Mercury did, but with the trine to series, there's a real push for creativity and wanting to create. Mars this week's not going too far. He's going from 23 Sag to 27 Sag, and he has a trine to Eris on the 5th, so he's in the mood to pick a fight, and then he has a bit of a blind side from uh, Jupiter, on the 5th, where he doesn't see something coming, but it's there nonetheless. So kind of watch. Mars and Jupiter normally get along pretty well, um, but this week they're going to have a little bit of a conflict because Mars is in Sag at 23, and he's aspecting Jupiter stopped in the sky at 23. So that can be the good guy, the nice person, the person that you go, wow, I always thought they were nice, gets a little mad, right? (laughs) And you're like, Ooh, I didn't know Jupiter could get mad. You know, you kind of go, wow, I didn't didn't anticipate that. And we also have him quintiling, bi-quintiling Pallas Athena, so he has a really great idea on the 10th that you should definitely act on. Whatever that idea is that comes in on the 10th, leap out of bed and do it. And then Mars has a trine to Uranus on the 11th, which is a very positive, creative aspect that he's pushing us forward with. And, of course, he's in fire. He's trining Uranus in fire. And so the two of them are kind of kicking it up and moving things forward and inviting us, inciting us, encouraging us to go forward. And then Jupiter, of course, is just parked at 2313 all week long. He stopped in Scorpio. He's stationing to go retrograde on March 8th. And then he is going to have a little bit of an aspect with Vesta on the 10th when he parallels her and he semi-sextiles her. 
So that's a lot about changing and cleaning up your home or changing and cleaning up your life. And I know this week I get my new carpet, my carpet's back all cleaned and I'm going to have my furniture cleaned. And then next week I'm hanging my pictures and then hopefully my painting adventure will be finished. Uh, so Vesta is home and hearth this week, a lot of changes on the 10th. And, of course, Jupiter stationing on the 8th, which is Thursday. Pluto's quiet this week. He's a 20 cap, and he's semi-square to Athena, or to Juno. So he's testing some partnerships on the 8th. And Chiron is contraparallel Eris, so there's a little bit of a push to kind of be wounded a touch on the 7th uh, by words or by, you know, situations that have been pre-existing for a while that you're kind of a a little tired of. And then Vesta, of course, is trying to air us on the 10th, suggesting that we're transforming and shifting and changing our new into our new direction. So the highlight for the week, it's not a lot of aspects, but there are a lot of planetary changes, which tends to make it turbulent. And, of course, going from Pisces, the ocean, into the fire of Aries, passionate, passionate, and then Jupiter stationing. Now we're going to feel Jupiter all week this week and next week, okay, because it's five days before or five days after. So just kind of watch and watch and watch and think back to like the 11th and 12th of December and what was going on then because that story from then, everything that happened between the 11th and 12th of December and now is up for reversal. doesn't have to be reversed, but it can be. You can change your mind. And I uh, hope you'll change your Change your plans next weekend if you don't have any and join us <laughs> for our Finding Things in Your Chart workshop uh, next weekend. Information on my website and hosting here in New York. Um, and that's really it. I wish you a great week and a lot of fun and uh, welcoming. Take care. and Ortley signing off from the bright red desk. Bye.